smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host today is on the East Coast. Welcome back, Josh Applebaum. Josh, how's it going? Pritch, I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday. And I think you sent some of that hot uh, Vegas weather out my way. It's about 100 (laughs) degrees in Boston, Pritch. It's crazy, but I got the AC going. We got a big show today, so we're going to do our best. I think it's a, a big baseball day, Pritch. Yeah. 15 games across the Major League slate. I'm seeing a lot of sharp line moves we can hit on. Talk to our buddy Josh Towers. Also, Pritch, I got to let you know, I'm like fully into the whole NBA prop betting market right now. I want to credit you for really getting it going. We've been talking about props on the show for weeks now, and uh, I've kind of come up with a, bit, a little bit of a model here for betting NBA props, so I'll share that with you later. I got two matches tonight, so uh, I'm looking forward to a pitch. Should be a great show. I'm looking forward to this model. Like, that's different than a system, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, you know, system <laughs> is a lot of historical data looking yeah. at, you know, specific parameters and what teams fit that uh, system. So system model, maybe a little semantics here, Pritch, but I kind of liken it to um, UFC. So I like to bet UFC. Our guy Gamble and Lou, he kind of really got me into it during mm-hmm. the pandemic. So Kind of my system with UFC is I like, you know, younger fighters, taller fighters, fighters with longer reach and a line move in their favor. And it kind of got me thinking if we can apply some of these tenants uh, to find a sharp bet in the UFC, can we apply it to maybe the NBA prop market? So 
Uh, stay tuned, Perch. That's, that's what they call professional teaser there, that's, my man. That's, you're right. I, I'm on the edge of my seat because I want to get to it now. But we we got to hold that off, and I, I, we will. We will. But let's get to the uh, NBA championship odds right now because uh, they've dropped. And, and the price is always interesting uh, before we know the matchups, right? And so do you want to get involved or do you kind of kind of wait and see approach here, Josh? Uh, so the Bucks minus 110, uh, these are NBA championship odds. Uh, the Suns plus 150, the Clippers plus 850, and the Hawks 30 to 1. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, Pritch, to me, I think right now, if you're looking for a value play, it's the Phoenix Suns. I think the okay. Suns at this plus money payout, this has happened a couple times, and the Suns, when they get uh, you know up big in a series, you'll see this plus 150 get down to, I think yesterday, they were like plus 105 or plus 110. Mm -hmm. So I like to you know look at situations like this, like even if you're betting you know, a Super Bowl future. I like to bet a team coming off a loss because a lot of times once a team loses a game, you'll get a little bit more of a plus money payout. You can kind of buy low on some bad news. So to me, Pritch, you know, the Suns, I think they're in the driver's seat here. Obviously the Clippers had a huge cover there and an outright win for a lot of contrarian hazmat wearers yesterday, Pritch. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit, but I just think with the Suns at this price, you know, you expect them to get past the Clippers here. Again, Clippers can make an interesting Pritch. Next game, it's a pick em type situation here. But I think at that number, you know, uh, obviously the Bucks are the favorite here, favorite to win it, minus 110. But that plus 150 payout, I think if they get past the Clippers, this thing's going to get down to kind of an even number, even money type number. I think that's where the value rise, lies right now, the Suns at plus 150. Okay, what about NBA Finals MVP, too? Kind of get the crystal ball out right here. Uh, Giannis, says he's plus 120, plus money situation for that guy. Uh, I, I think Milwaukee, um, uh, like we'll get into this, but I think Milwaukee kind of, uh, I'll make uh, short work uh, of Atlanta here. Uh, Devin Booker plus 280 as well. Chris Paul uh, plus 500 right here to lead the way. Yeah, a couple names that caught my eye, Pritch. So number one, Giannis. I think, you know, he's where he should be. He should mm -hmm. be the favorite here. Um, and again, I think this the story of a guy who obviously was kind of a high draft pick and has kind of gotten better and better each year, the new face of the league. I think the league wants wants the Bucks, a small market club, to win. And then also Giannis get the MVP because I think it's just a good sign for the future of the league, an ascending star that then kind of gets the, the storyline there. So I think that's, uh, you know, for a reason he's favored. You know, I'd look toward Chris Middleton a little bit, Pritch. If we think the Bucks are going to cut down the nets here and they're going to have to get by Phoenix, plus 800 on Chris Middleton. To me, that's some value. This is a guy that we saw last game really turn it on when he scored almost 40 points there, mm -hmm. Pritch. This is a guy that if he can, you know, usually think of him as the, the Robin to Giannis's Batman, but at plus 800, I could dabble there. And then, of course, looking at the Suns, you know, Booker, where he should be. I think the runner-up plus 280. I'm still bullish on Chris Paul. I think coming back from COVID, you know, we're starting to see him you know, get back to his game a little bit here after that layoff. But Giannis is a favorite for a reason. Maybe Dark Horse Middleton and Booker and Paul to me out West. Yeah, you know, Paul George is getting a little bit of love, uh, but they're going to have to uh, cap off this comeback. I mean, down 1-3. Uh, they played very well uh, last night, as we know. We'll get into that game a little bit later on in the program as well. But, uh, you know, Paul George, I mean, if he can have those type of performances – um, he already has the nicknames too, Josh. When you think about what, uh, <laughs> pandemic uh, Paul or or uh, now playoff Paul George, so that'll be interesting uh, to find out where he goes. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, live from Boston. Josh, Game Three, Bucks, Hawks. 
we got Milwaukee um, and the Hawks here. Um, Trey Young, we all know the injury situation. Apparently, it looks good for him to give it a go. Uh, and, and I'm going to highlight give it a go here because obviously he's injured. He's got a bone bruise and uh, a sprained ankle there, that situation. So that's not ideal. Uh, the Bucks on the road as a favorite, minus six and a half here in Vegas. 219 is the total. Yeah, Pritch, so this line's been interesting to me. So obviously, Bucks looking to take this commanding 3-1 series lead. Hawks really uh, do not want to get down 3-2, and they're hoping for a miracle here, especially with Trey Young, and we thought it maybe was a sprained ankle. It sounds like it's a, a bone bruise in his foot. But Pritch, a lot of this movement has been based upon Trey Young, and I think mm -hmm. wise guy betters uh, also jumping on the news of, of Trey Young being questionable here. So we expect him to play. The question to me is how effective will he be? Uh, and Pritch, you're to, I haven't seen you in about a week, but I was holding a, you know, a, a plus the points ticket with the Hawks last game, feeling good the whole time. And this is the importance of live betting, but also, you know, when you're betting on sports, things happen. You know, if you're holding that ticket with the Hawks, you're up, you're feeling good late. You know, Trey Young gets hurt and he was kind of a shell of himself that last few minutes there on the court. So what I'm looking at Pritch in terms of line movement, right off the bat, you saw movement toward the Milwaukee Bucks mm -hmm. because this line open minus six bucks on the road. You saw it get up all the way with the news. I think a combination of, you know, so number one, the public is all over the, the Bucks tonight. At BetMGM, I think we're looking at almost 80% of tickets on the Bucks. Popular play, you know, Pritch, that I automatically look to the, the Hawks and the points tonight as kind of a contrarian opportunity, wanting to bet against the public in these heavily bet spots. But it wasn't just public. I think it was some respected money. I think with the news of Trey Young, you saw minus six, minus six and a half early money hit the Bucks. The interesting thing, though, Pritch, it got up to seven. And there was quite a bit of buyback on the Hawks plus seven. So that to me was a sign that, and I always look at this, like does line keep moving or does it hit a number and come back the other way? Typically it'll hit a high watermark and you'll have some buyback just on principle. But with that Hawks plus seven getting hit, it's back down to six and a half. So I kind of like that. You know, to me, I think if you, if you found a Hawks plus seven, that was really your top value play right there. And it, it's really your walk on the tightrope pitch because if Trey Young isn't who we expect him to be or is a shell of himself, you know, I think this this plus seven, you know, you might wish you got a plus 15 in this game here, Pritch. But I do like that buyback there on Atlanta a little bit at the plus seven. Kind of a buy low spot, you know, a, a buy on bad news type situation. And then also, Pritch, a lot of under money coming in. That thing opened 221. It's all the way down to 218, as, you know, 218 and a half, 218. We have seen in conference finals, the unders do very well. They're five and three to start. Also, when you're looking at conference finals unders, when the total is 215 or more, about 62% the last decade. So uh, again, early move to the Bucks, some buyback Hawks plus seven and some under money here in a series that has gone under quite a bit uh, overall, Pritch. Yeah, I mean, you do have the layover effect here with the Bucks, and uh, I, I don't sense complacency at all for the Milwaukee in terms of, okay, let's go up 3-1 and then we'll, okay, we'll cap this off when we go back home. Uh, they have home court. I thought that way. Uh, with the Hawks after game one, when they won game one, complacency, because they've done that before, whether it was a Knicks series or whether it was uh, the 76ers series, uh, I've seen complacency sit in uh, for the Hawks. So now uh, that they feel desperate, as well as Trey Young injured, I wonder who else could step up. Uh, for the Hawks. Do they have other options? They definitely have perimeter options uh, that I think match up well against Milwaukee, but can those guys knock down shots, Josh? And I, I guess that's what we would be betting on uh, if we're looking to back the Hawks here. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Pritch. So again, we got to wait and see how effective Trey Young will be. We expect him to play, but then again, you know, are you getting the the regular Trey Young that could drop 50 on you or the hobbled Trey Young that, you know, one thing he mentioned, and this was kind of a bad sign to me, Pritch, you know, I'll just throw this out there. Mm -hmm. I was reading his quotes after the last game and 
uh, they were asking, you know, how do you feel? How's your ankle, your foot? You know, what's going on? He said, it's really sore. It's really hurting. And it's going to hurt me because I push off my right foot. And really, my blow by speed is what really, uh, you know, separates me. So I don't like when a player automatically says it's hurting and it's bad. Rich, I feel like, you know, you as a former pro athlete, you know, and you see this all the time, you could have a torn ACL, you could be really hurt and you say, yep, I'm fine. I'm good. Good to go. And you smile. I don't like that kind of Trey Young. Maybe he's just being brutally honest, which you respect honesty, but that kind of worried me a bit. However, that seven down to six and a half tells me even with this questionable Trey Young status, there was some buyback at the seven. Okay. So to your answer, uh, Pritch, you know, I think you need Herter to really step up. Oh, yeah. Bogdanovich, who mm -hmm. struggled with an injury, Capella, Collins, some of your bench guys. But you are right. To me, a lot of this line movement hinges on your perception of how how well or or not well Trey Young will perform tonight. Yeah, I mean, you got Lou Williams coming off the bench. You got uh, Gallinari coming off the bench, too. So those guys uh, definitely need to step up. They're the veteran presence that's coming off the bench without any pressure. Uh, like the young guys, they, they're going to have that. Herder, uh, certainly uh, Bogdanovich, uh, we'll see about his need there, too. Uh, that's kind of revealing what you said, though, with the comments uh, from Trey Young, because you wonder if he's been in this situation before. You know, when you have to play through this type of pain, uh, because he's going to be in pain with the bone bruise and a sprained ankle right there. But can he get over that, though, Josh? And, uh, you know, that's that's a big question. But yet you did see the buyback there. Yeah, it's a big question here, Pritch. So, again, a young kid, what is he, 21, 22, when you're that young, Pritch? <laughs> right. I remember when I was that young, you bounce back pretty quickly. Sure. Remember your rookie year, you know, hey, you're young and you get treatment, modern medicine, all that. So you expect him to bounce back here, tape up the ankle. Maybe you get a, you know, a, a Toradol or some kind of uh, pain management type shot. Well, look at but you I know about Toradol. <laughs> well, only because I learned from you, my okay, friend. So yeah, right. I, I take every time I have a bad beat, I need a tortle shot. <laughs> I hear hey, you. <laughs> I got, whatever, whatever it takes, Rich. But you are right again. Uh, Trey Young, does he say I'm not going to be as mobile? I'm going to be more of a playmaker, hang around the three-point line. You're going to really, you know, count on him to uh, maybe facilitate more, be more of a decoy. Right. Uh, but again, if if we can get 80% Trey Young, Rich, I'll take that. I think that's you know more more so than any other average player at that percentage. What about the series prices here? We got the Bucks uh, in five, Josh at minus one twenty. The Bucks in six, uh, plus two fifty. Uh, any value uh, that you see right there? Yeah. So w w one thing that's really telling here, Pritch, is we have a minus number on these exact series outcomes mm -hmm. because anytime you know typically you're going to get plus money and all these just because it's you know there's a lot of variance and it's kind of uh, you know playing the percentages. It's it's kind of hard to pick you know, which exact outcome it might be. So you're typically getting plus money. This is a bad sign if you're a Hawks better. You know, again, if you're betting Hawks plus seven, you just want them to cover the number. They can lose by six or less. But the fact that the Bucks winning the series four to one is a favorite here, Pritch, minus 135, that tells me the odds makers really are, are bullish on the Bucks. And really, I think with this Trey Young uh, questionable thing with his foot, that's a bad sign here. So if the Bucks can win this one, then you go home, you know, up three to one. That's kind of a death sentence for a lot of these teams in the playoffs. Uh, except the Nuggets last year in the bubble, Pritch. But uh, that minus number four to one, I, I think this could be a short series here. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Although I will say this. I mean, if we do see um, Trey Young perform at a high level and yet they win, they go back to Milwaukee. I mean, remember, the Hawks are road warriors there. So Hawks in six, 33 to one. Hawks in seven, 16 to one there as well. Great point, Pritch. And we have seen they've done this before. Yeah. Remember in the Philadelphia 76ers series, they a couple times they were a seven point dog. They won outright. They've done it, you know, in game one, obviously uh, against the Bucks. So I don't think that the question is, you know, uh, their confidence or the fear factor or any of that. This is a team that 
Uh, and Trey Young had mentioned, like, you know, he likes going on the road. I, I saw this thing when he was in, like, eighth grade, Pritch. He loved road games because the, the opposing crowd was mean to you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, it's just me and our crew. And it's kind of a bonding thing, as you know, Pritch, going on the road. So uh, I don't think it's a question of confidence or or optimism or anything like that. I think it's literally, you know, how effective can Trey Young be? And will this thing linger, Pritch? I think that's the question as well. So maybe they, they win one more game, you know, plus 250. Uh, if you can get a 4-2 series price here. Uh, but again, I may take the points on the road, Pritch. Okay. I don't know if they can win outright. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, certainly from a betting uh, perspective, I'm looking at that uh, situation right there. I mean, the Bucks in five pl- minus 135, uh, pretty telling there as well. Uh, blood flow, blood flow, blood flow. That's all I can say about Trey Young uh, and trying to get that thing healthy with an ankle uh, and then certainly the bone bruise there as well, uh, Josh. But we'll see how it plays out uh, this evening. Let's move on to the game uh, last night uh, and see if there's a teachable moment here. We had the Clippers winning uh, 116-102. over two, uh, Cashes to the over, which closed at 212.5 out here in Vegas. Uh, the Clippers were catching seven points too, Josh. Uh, your thoughts on that game, and, and were you involved in this game? So I was involved in this game, Pritch, and I think there's two really important teachable moments here. And I think the, you know, the important thing is, you know, when you talk sports betting, a lot of people just want, you know, give me a winner, give me a pick. But I, what I like about what we do on this show is try to teach situations so that when you recognize them a second time, you can take advantage. Even if you lost this time, you'll know that, hey, I can recognize this and, and take advantage of that spot. So the first one, Pritch, is the spread. Now, I was all over the Clippers, and I got a bad number, Pritch. I got plus five and a half. If you remember, this game actually opened Suns minus six. It got Mm -hmm. down to five and a half, even got down to five at some shops. Uh, So I'm feeling good. I got a five and a half. The juice looks like it's falling to five. This was a heavy betting spot there on the Suns, who had covered a ton this postseason and specifically at home as a favorite. So that was a blueprint, sharp, wise guy, reverse line move, contrarian play for me for the Clippers. But then... Uh, Pritch, I looked at my Twitter, my direct messages. I'm blowing up because this line got up to six, six and a half, got up to seven. I'm like, what's going on? That's not good. You got, you're, you know, you're taking some money here on the Suns, and I'm going to get beat by the closing number. But the key was it was injury related. It was really Zubats, Pritch. That's mm-hmm. kind of what moved that number there. So that tells you the importance of obviously, uh, you know, a key role player who can affect the line. But the teachable moment for me, Pritch, is that, and you, and you know, you can talk to different betters. They may give you a different answer. But if I make a bet and it goes way the other way, I stick with my bet. I don't go the other way and bet the other side. I don't, you know, if I get Clippers plus five and a half, double down and grab a Clippers plus seven. I've seen a lot of a lot of people, especially new betters, you know, turn one loss into potentially two losses or three losses by just, you know, kind of going the other way or overreacting to a big line move. So my thing is, you know, uh, you dance with the one who brung you. I didn't beat the closing line with Clippers plus five and a half, but I didn't want to then bet them plus seven and they lose by 10 and I lose two units instead of one unit. So the teachable moment there would be, you know, I like to stick with my bet. Even if I'm I'm getting a bad number, then I cross my fingers, hope I get lucky. That's kind of what happened with the Clippers. And then I want to give credit to Michael Lombardi, Pritch, because uh, he has been doing fantastic totals in the NBA playoffs. And he had a really smart buy low over spot there. Like yesterday, the under was getting hammered. You had a lot of big money coming in on the under. That thing opened, what, 215, Pritch, got all the way down to 212 and a half. But here's the thing. Always look at what, what side is getting hit. You know, obviously the under was the sharp play, but the under was sharp around under 215, 214 and a half, 214. When it got all the way down to close to, you know, 212 and a half, if you're betting the under at that point, you're getting the worst of it. And sometimes when you see a big dip, like on a total, it falls, you know, three points or more. Sometimes a smart play is either laying off or going the other way, buying low, going over, which is what Michael Lombardi did. So a couple teachable moments, Bridge. I think if you make a bet, you stick with it. 
Uh, and then also with the total, if it falls so much, it sometimes creates a buy low over opportunity. Yeah, you know, I look for those too because sometimes, okay, look, you don't want to chase those uh, line <laughs> movements for sure. Uh, but yet maybe there's an opportunity to go the other way with it. So credit to Michael Lombardi, like you mentioned, uh, and everybody else who was able to cash that over ticket right there. Uh, getting back to the game and the side, uh, Josh, a teachable moment too uh, in terms of what the, the Sharps might be thinking about. Okay, injury-related news, but yet maybe no faith in Paul George too. But So would Paul George have in a game that he had, uh, you see the shift or, or the um, adjustment with the market uh, with the Clippers at home now, uh, seemingly having life here uh, in this series. Like yesterday, the Clippers in seven was 12 to one. Now the Clippers in seven is plus 400. You're totally right, Pritch. And I think this is another teachable moment or something to just keep in mind. I like to look at, in, especially in a playoff series, look at all the spreads throughout the series and look if there's been a big overreaction or something you could take advantage of. And what I mean by that, Pritch, is we went through that series, Clippers Suns, up until last night with spreads of one point, one point, four and a half points, four points. All those numbers were four and a half or less. Then you pop up with a team that's desperate, that's getting, you know, five and a half, six, six and a half, seven. That to me was kind of a overvaluing spot of the Suns creating a buy low spot on the Clippers because that was the highest spread of the series. Right. So you got to ask yourself, you know, who's, who's laying the worst number? Probably the Suns betters who are laying the biggest number of that series. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind moving forward as well, Pritch. And then also, you know, correct series price here. Uh, I, I don't know. This thing might go seven, Pritch. I, I expect the Suns. I think they're the better team, especially without Kawhi, mm -hmm. to win four to three Suns plus 175. But I'm just looking at this next line here, Pritch. A lot of these books open Suns minus one uh, or a pick them. Any of these minus ones are either still minus one or down to a pick them. So I think there's going to be a spot where you're going to have a lot of money on the Suns, expecting a bounce back spot. If the Clippers can get it done and the odds makers are already telling you it's a coin flip game next game. So uh, this thing could go seven. I, I think we might get that. I tell you what, uh, Paul George showing up the way that he did and, and kind of silencing the critics. Uh, what about uh, Chris Paul? He He's never been in NBA finals and for a reason. Um, and so I think he's got some things to overcome here, too. So uh, maybe some pressure mounting on the side of the Suns and Chris Paul. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Again, you don't want to be in a situation. I remember this Red Sox Yankees 2004, Pritch, when mm -hmm. you're up 3-0. Uh, I remember Kevin Millar said, don't let us win tonight because then right. we got Pedro, Curt Schilling, and, and Derek Lowe coming up next. It's just, and we saw this also in the Canadian series with, with Toronto. If you're up and you blow it and you lose and you lose again, you say, oh, that's okay. We got more games we can still win. At some point, you got to look at where's the momentum and who's the team who's been playing these game sevens, these elimination games. It's really been the Clippers here. So uh, I wouldn't mess around too much. You might might uh, regret it here if you're the if you're the Suns. I think you want to get it done tomorrow night. You don't want to see this thing go seven and be you know going up against a Clippers team that you know has faced elimination, staved it off you know multiple games in a row. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, when hindsight is always twenty twenty. I mean, you're looking at twelve to one yesterday and seven. Uh, for the Clippers now plus 400. Uh, I'm like, man, okay, you missed a boat on that one for sure, or the train, whatever. You missed something. Uh, but yet the shooting, too, for uh, the Suns, it needs to show up. Uh, 9 of 26 behind the arc. Uh, but in, then the Clippers, they can rely upon how, how they get after it defensively, too. So uh, you're right. I mean, I, I think the Suns, they got to take care of business uh, coming up. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, you know, one thing we're, we're getting close towards is one of my favorite systems, these late series unders. You go to game six, mm -hmm. game seven, typically these unders cash about 60% of the time uh, over, over the last decade. So 
tired legs, a lot of film for you know both coaches to match up defensively. That total is 215-ish around yeah. there, Pritch. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that thing plays out. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. We'll see if Chris Paul starts to hear a little bit more chirping from people. Hey, you've never been to the NBA Finals. You got to prove it. Uh, don't just talk your way into it. Coming up next on the program, uh, we're going to get to the NHL playoffs. Wow, Tampa Bay really established themselves early on. That's coming up next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.
Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Be sure to have that state-issued ID. Open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh um, and everybody just wanted to give some news here about Wimbledon. Update, Serena had to retire uh, from her match um, here in Wilburton. So uh, just uh, updating everybody on that development right there. But the uh, NHL playoffs, uh, Stanley Cup finals uh, underway, Josh. Uh, some people were looking at plus 180 for the Canadians uh, riding in on cloud nine. Uh, but I tell you what, Tampa Bay took care of business at home, winning five to one cashes to the over as well as that total close at five. They really did, Pritch. Yeah, and Tampa Bay, this is just an absolute wagon. You look at the team from last year, this year, pretty much the same. Kucherov is now healthy. I mean, this team is firing on all cylinders. I think, you know, a couple of teachable moments from last night. Number one, we did see a big move toward Montreal yesterday, mm -hmm. Pritch. I think there was a lot of uh, wise guy money that said, hey, this this Habs team has been in this spot, undervalued, getting these big payouts all throughout the postseason. Could be worthy of a play. Uh, you did see a lot of these books, you know, Pat, um, Pritch, it was like minus 270, the lightning at home. It got all the way down to minus 200. You know, the Canadians early, like a plus 240-ish down to a plus 180. So I think the teachable moment there is if you're late to the party and all of these, you know, big Canadian numbers that came in were when they were getting well over a plus 200 payout, they're all the way down to 180. You kind of missed the boat there. And, and if you flip it the other way, you could say, wow, I'm kind of buying low on the lightning minus 200. I know it's a big number. But after, you know, a minus 270 down to a 200, you got to ask yourself, you know, where is the value lie at this point? So maybe that buying low on the lightning was really a play uh, once you saw that big line move that fell in their favor. But also, Pritch, here's one system that uh, has done very well in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, specifically. If you look at the last decade, home favorites in the Stanley Cup finals. So we know in hockey, the home team, they get the last line change. That can mm -hmm. be a big benefit. Favorites obviously expected to win the game chalk here. Not always the case, but home favorites in the Stanley Cup finals, Pritch, last decade, now 37 in 20. That's a 65% win rate. You'd be up around six, seven units there making that system play. So that just goes to show you the importance of home ice and kind of these chalky situations in the Stanley Cup finals. And then also, Pritch, I did have the under five yesterday. I'm a little salty about that. Uh, because, of course, they start beating each other up. There's all these penalties late. And, of course, <laughs> our guy Stamkos had to score one more goal right. to make it 5-1. to one. I was praying for a push there on the 5. But you have seen a lot of unders do well in the Stanley Cup Finals as well, Pritch. Last decade, the under is 33-21, and 61%. So uh, we'll see if the, if the Canadians can rebound. But this Lightning team just looks like a wagon on a mission here, Pritch. So what do you do here, Josh? Because I'm looking at a number of Lightning uh, to win uh, sweep it, really, plus 325. Uh, right now, uh, in five, they're plus 250, uh, right? Uh, and so the series, okay, minus 550 for the series, clearly the favorite. Uh, and then you watch them play. Uh, the analytics uh, suggest that the Lightning are just so far superior. Uh, but then, okay, maybe a chance to back 
uh, the Canadians as, okay, if they get one, they're going right back to Canada, their home ice. And so uh, you take care of business that way still. So wh- where do you go? I mean, what do you do uh, with these odds right now for the series? And then certainly uh, looking at game two, uh, Montreal plus 185 as well. Yeah, so in terms of the series, I think this is the importance of, you know, paying attention, listening to VEASAN. I want to give some credit to my colleague, Andy McNeil. And mm-hmm. Andy wrote a really good article in the VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. You can get it for free every single morning. Uh, but Andy wrote about how buying low on the early series price for Tampa Bay had a lot of value. Tampa Bay actually was a minus 250 favorite to win the series, Pritch. I think Andy's numbers were closer to, like, minus 330. Remember, VGK was like minus 500 right. against uh, against the Habs there. So that 250 seemed a little low. And if you hit it prior to last night, you're feeling really good because it's now up to minus 550. So uh, props to Andy for helping a lot of betters get off to a good start with that one. Uh, but Pritch, I don't really see a sweep here. I don't okay. know. You know, sometimes we overreact to a team looking so good in the opener. I just think with Montreal, they're very mentally tough. And when you have a great goalie like Carey Price, you know, it looks like, you know, they can't hang with this team. But oftentimes, you know, once the situation, you know, shifts, we go to Montreal, the Bell Center, Carey Price stands on his head. I think they get one, maybe two here. I think the lightning will come. He's going to have to stand on something, uh, considering all the pucks coming at him uh, from Tampa. I mean, they, they are they are clicking on all cylinders uh, there with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll see what happens in that series. So uh, moving forward, we're going to go into some NBA player props. I got some questions for Josh, either, neither, or both. That's coming up next. season is in full swing so it's a perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day our vsin experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet including live odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com slash mlb and our daily members only best bet emails now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vsin.com slash subscribe Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh, I don't know if you've you've done this with us before. Um, it's, it's a way of figuring out prop bets, and I like it because it's a great exercise. Either, neither, or both. Are you ready? I'm ready, Pritch. Let's do it. My, All right. my first time. Let's, let's get it. All right. Let's get after it. Uh, Chris Middleton, 30-plus points uh, is plus 325, or 10-plus rebounds is plus uh, 325 for Chris Milton as well. So uh, either, neither or both here for these props. So I'm probably going to screw this up, Rich, but at <laughs> least hopefully we can get the bet right. So the only one I'm going to take here, and I know I'm making JJ mad, I'm not saying this right, but I'm going to go with the 10 plus rebounds at, uh, at plus 325. So I think, you know, a lot of times with a lot of these props, obviously the uh, recreational betters will flock to the points, but mm-hmm. I think, and again, we'll get to my model later, but looking at kind of these niche categories, I think uh, might have more value and, and really off that performance last time, Pritch, he hit both. He had 38 points, 11 rebounds really was fantastic in that last Incredible. game. Let him. Uh, yeah. And really, I think that's the Middleton and he's, you know, I, I love what he said after he said, you know, I was a second round pick. I had to grind my way into the league, never take it for granted. So you're happy for a guy like that with that kind of attitude. 
Uh, but Pritch, he's only gone above 30 points three times. And again, you know, playing second fiddle to Giannis here, uh, you know, sometimes you expect him around, you know, 20, 25 points kind of around there unless he goes off for you. I'll go 10 plus rebounds. It's the same price, but it's happened more often. He's done it six times throughout the playoffs. And I think the, to me, the advantage there would be, it's a pretty tall guy. What is he? Six, eight Pritch kind of around there. And you're kind of going up against this Hawks team that at times when they, you know, you know, kind of kind of, you know, change their rotations a bit. They could be a little, little short down, uh, down by the, the rim here. So I'll go with the other rebounds here, 10 or more plus 325. Okay. That's either. Uh, so you, you chose that one over the 30 plus points, uh, certainly for Chris Middleton. Yeah. So yeah. either. Pretty. There you go. Yeah. There you go. finally got there. I think you got the assist <laughs> with me for that. Yeah. One. No, so I no. It. I actually like that. Uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think the bucks have, have carved out roles, uh, you know, holiday. Look, look, we need you on a defensive end. Um, Chris Middleton and Giannis, they can handle the scoring. And then, you know, we'll get some other scoring from other role players too. But I mean, I, if, if Chris Middleton has unlocked something in terms of wanting and getting to the NBA finals, that, that, that's going to be uh, very potent there for the bucks. I agree with you, Pritch. And again, you know, kind of me, you're, you're playing the odds at this point. That's why I think, you know, you can take some of these props or you can look at points, rebounds, and assists. To me, that's where a lot of value is overall. But uh, again, it's happened twice as often here, 10 plus rebounds. Right. You're getting the same price. I'll go rebounds. Okay. How about this next one? Uh, Holiday, double-double is plus uh, 175. Uh, or three plus three-pointers is plus 150. So either, neither, or both uh, there for Holiday. So I'm going to go either. And I'm going to go double-double here, Pritch. Okay. So normally, you know, just in terms of the payout, it's a plus 175 payout versus the three-pointers is plus 150. So technically, uh, based on the odds makers, they're expecting the three-pointers to be a more likely outcome because the, the payout is, is smaller. But I'm going to kind of split my chances here and, and go double-double because you expect you're going to get it with points. And again, this is a guy that's averaged uh, 16 points a game here in the playoffs. What I like about the double-double is you get two different chances. You, get, you can maybe cash with assists. He's averaged eight assists so far this playoffs. Maybe rebounds. You probably don't expect that, but who knows? You know, sometimes a, a guard like him who can really be, uh, you know, kind of tough around the boards. Maybe he gets your rebounds. Uh, with the three-pointers, it's just very hit or miss for me, Pritch. Sometimes this guy can nail you three or four. Sometimes he only gets you a, a one or two. We've seen kind of, these, kind of these cold, you know, shooting performances that maybe can hurt that prop there. So he's averaged 1.6 a game uh, throughout the playoffs. You're going to need, uh, obviously, three or more. I'll go double double and hope that it's it's assists and points in that in that regard. Okay, because one of his four double doubles uh, included rebounds in there, so uh, he gets after it on the floor. That's what I like to yeah. hear, Pritch. Yeah, so I'll bank on assists and then he'll give me rebounds. Doesn't matter. He can get <laughs> hey, ten blocks, Pritch. He's a short guy, but you never know. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's an animal out there. To be honest with you, Josh. Okay, um, two hundred and forty-one plus points in regulation is plus five twenty-five or Giannis. Three plus three pointers uh, is plus five twenty-five. Either, neither, or both here with this prop. So, Pritch, I'm, I'm starting to learn how we play this game. <laughs> okay. I'm going neither. There you is go. Neither or neither. I was, <laughs> yeah. was going to help you with that. Either one. one. <laughs> uh, but, Pritch, I think the only way you get that two forty-one plus in regulation is, is an overtime game. Again, mm -hmm. we've seen these totals fall throughout this series. A couple unders have hit in a row. Conference finals, the style of play really benefits unders as you uh, really lock in defensively and really want to use that shot clock pretty much the whole thing to get off a good number. So unders have done well. Again, unless this goes to overtime, even double overtime you might need. Uh, I don't really see that happening. And then also Giannis three plus three pointers. It's possible here, Pritch, but I don't know. Giannis to me is feast or famine when it comes to threes. They really tempt him a lot. You know, he hangs around the rim and either Pritch, he, he goes back and then just gets all steam and then runs to the bucket. 
or he'll jack up the three with no one around him. And he's hit a couple. I got to give him a bit of credit. But uh, to me, I don't see either of these happening. Uh, I'd put my uh, my units elsewhere tonight. Okay, he was 50% in the other game, uh, last game. But he only took two three-pointers. Uh, he hit one of them. He doesn't need to do it, uh, Josh, for sure. I mean, he's going to get 30-plus points a night. Uh, they cannot stop him when he does uh, step back. Uh, and, and rage towards the rim right there. So, I mean, with that kind of confidence, I don't even know why he would try to uh, attempt a three-pointer. I'm with you, Pritch. And again, if you're wide open, you're in the NBA, you work mm -hmm. on your shot, okay. I got no problem with a wide open shot if, if you can you know, get it off here. But I agree with you, and this is some of the frustrations that I had uh, when I bet on the Bucks, you know, against the Nets, and they lost some of these games, some of these tight ones. To me, it's Giannis shooting up these threes when you are so good around the rim. And the other thing is, not only can you score, maybe get fouled, uh, of course, we'll hear the crowd count down one to two, <laughs> one, two, three, four, you know, until the uh, to see if he gets a violation. But you also put the other team into foul trouble, Pritch. If you're mm -hmm. consistently going to the bucket, I love that war of attrition late. Maybe you get some, uh, you know, John Collins or Capella or some of these guys in foul trouble. So it's kind of going to benefit you both ways. So uh, Giannis, hey, if you're open, take it. If not, go to the rim. That's really where you're making a lot of hay. Yeah, six of 13, too, uh, right there on free throws. So. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to need that. I, I mean, we'll see what happens to Trey Young for sure. Uh, but if it is tight, uh, you know, maybe Giannis will uh, launch a few three-pointers because he just doesn't want to get to that free-throw line. Yeah, and again, it gets in your head a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, the, I, the NBA actually said the other day, I noticed they said, oh, he should have been assessed a 10-second violation. It's like, well, yeah, obviously the whole the whole arena was counting. We knew that. But uh, Pritch, 6 of 13, Ben Simmons would take that. <laughs> yes, he would. Absolutely. Uh, there you go, Rianis. Uh That's interesting. What would you think of uh, either, neither, or both? I like it. Can we, okay. We'll do it again. Can we do it tomorrow? Uh, I think so. That's a nice request. JJ says thumbs up. Uh, so we'll do it again tomorrow. Uh, let's get to Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, we had a pitcher get thrown uh, out of a game for sticky substances. Uh, we'll go over that as well as the schedule. That's coming up next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types. You can make a One Game Parlay bets on the Stanley Cup playoffs, MLB, and your favorite soccer leagues. Log into your BetMGM account and create the parlay of your dreams or sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600 using bonus code VSIN600. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you, and we have another Josh in studio, Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Josh Towers, how are you? I'm good, buddy. (laughs) Must be that day again. Josh, what's up? Good to see you, Josh. Excited to talk baseball with you. Yeah, we, we got to get to this uh, sticky substance thing because uh, Santiago got a 10-day suspension. Uh, he's going right. to appeal it, but apparently the league found something uh, to suspend this guy 10 days. So my question to you is how many different sticky substances could there be in an MLB dugout? I mean, there's got to be tons of sticky substances in there. I guess what's defined under foreign substance what, what Did we have a list or did we just use those two words and throw them together and mm-hmm. whatever's not rosin or sweat, I guess, is foreign substance? I, I, I would like the clarity on what that means Like as well. Gatorade could be sticky at times, I, That's right? what I'm saying. Like, like I got a Red Bull on the dugout and mm-hmm. I spilled it on my glove and then I threw rosin on my hand and it got on there and now it's stuck. Is that foreign substance? I want to know what it is. I still find it hard to believe 
that with all of this going on, that somebody would take the mound knowingly that they're going to get checked, especially a reliever, knowingly that he would put something that blatant on his glove. So I, I'm very curious to see what it is. Uh, if he was that crazy, and he, I mean, he's having a good year right. on, the, on, the, on the Mariners. So, like, I don't know if it was worth the risk for him. So I would love more details on this. And, and so if he's appealing it, um, I don't think that's the safe face either. I mean, mm -hmm. if, we never win these appeals, but I still think there's a reason for it. Josh, I'll just start throwing some games at you. That's what I love uh, talking to the most about, getting as many as we can. So uh, first one, one pitcher I know you re are really high on, Trevor Rogers, Miami, uh, lefty here, 7-2, and 2.18 ERA. Going up against Velasquez here with the Phillies, 2-2, two and 4.74 two, ERA. Uh, but Josh, one thing I noticed is, you know, it was a slight favorite here to the Marlins. Marlins around minus 115 on the road. Uh, public is saying, give me Miami, better pitcher on the mound, better numbers. But I'm seeing this line go to Philly a little bit. This is now, you know, morphing to a pick em type game. Philly's been pretty good at home, 21 and 14. Miami struggled on the road, 15 and 26. Would you rather buy low on Miami at this number, or do you like this movement toward the Phillies? Oh, man, it's, this one's getting tough for me. Rodgers, I don't think, pitched very well his last start. And now I'm starting to wonder. It was really his only bad start of the season. But now I'm wondering if, if the league has seen him enough and he doesn't know the adjustments back. And that happens to us big time. Our rookie years is where we start going around the second time. All the videos out, the tendencies are out, and then I don't know to make an adjustment. But the league does a pretty good job of doing it against me. So now I'm, I'm questioning him. Velasquez isn't a guy that I trust. He's had a, you know, he, he started respectfully, and I think it's kind of simmered a little bit. Uh, with him, let me try to think. Yeah, he's given up four and back-to-back -back starts. He also doesn't go deep, and so now I got to give. That Phillies bullpen, a lot of innings. I think, you know, if Vince goes five, they're probably happy, right? And not he's not happy, but they are. And so now four innings where the, the Phillies bullpen really hasn't pitched well. So, again, I know we run into this issue sometimes when we talk on Tuesdays. I don't, I don't trust either one. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to take a shot on one, it's probably going to be the home team. But, again, I don't have faith in that Phillies bullpen, so it's hard for me. Okay, elevated totals here, uh, Josh uh, Towers. Uh, because you got the Yankees at home, uh, this totals ten against the Angels. Uh, Yankees uh, laying a dollar fifty as well. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's a, it's a total, and, sure. And, and, and we watched Garrett Cole's game it was nine and a half, and it goes over because he gave up four in the first here day, and I know that was at Fenway, so it's a completely different beast. Who's going to hit? The Yankees can't hit. Mm -hmm. The Angels, the back half of their lineup can't hit. Can Jamison Tyone pitch? Can Andrew Haney pitch? I mean. I, it's such a hard one for me. I, I, again, you got two guys not really pitching that well on the season going against subpar offenses. And then you got subpar offenses going against guys who really pitched that well in the season. So it's kind of a neutral. I mean, we're really going five and five and calling a 10 and throwing. I, I don't know what to think about this. Uh, the weather might play into it. So, I mean, if the wind's blowing out, I would say favor the over. But past that, it's a tough one for me. Josh, another pitcher that you see one uh, a huge split home versus road is your guy Blake Snell. There so I was is. actually looking at some of his <laughs> road numbers, Josh. They're unbelievable. He's got a 10.36 ERA on the road. The uh, the Padres are 0-8 in road starts by Blake Snell this year. So he has really struggled on the road. He's been pretty decent at home. But to me, Josh, it's kind of a value play on the Reds today. I'm, I wonder your take. But San Diego open like minus 155 on the road. Everyone's hammering San Diego. Good team. Just lay it. No questions asked. Yet it's down to around minus 140. This thing is moving toward the Reds. Obviously, Snell now has to play in that small bar park, uh, ballpark, Great American Ballpark, one of the best over uh, parks in a in Major League Baseball. So, what do you think? Would you take a shot on Cincy here? And your just your take on Snell overall? 
That's funny, man, that you said that. Uh, I mean, I, I realize the Padres are hot. They're 9-1, I think, in the last 10. Um, uh, to me, this was a blind play on the Reds. I thought this was just you don't even think about it. You just bet the Reds. Blake Snell's atrocious on the road. Uh, the Reds team can hit. Cassianos, Winkler, the boys are raking. So I, I always thought this was a kind of a blind play on the Reds without even worrying about anything else. So, I mean, I get, listen, I get the offense is good. I know we don't know a lot against uh, or about Santillan, but I, there's no way I'm backing Blake Snell on the road. There's no chance. Not even touch that one, huh? No, I, I'll take the Reds at plus <laughs> okay. money. You're going to give right. me the offense of the Reds have against this Blake Snell on the road. I'll take that all day. How about this uh, NL MVP right now? You still yeah. have DeGrom up there, plus 125, but Tatis, uh, shoulder and all, plus 150. Uh, there, Acuna, plus 375. Your thoughts on that? You know, it's, this is a tough one for me because uh, earlier in the season, especially the first month, all I did was hammer Tatis. Mm -hmm. and, and, and clearly, make this a point again because I, I do every weekend, uh, we don't care about defense in baseball. So let's not ever act like that's a factor because if it was, he's not the MVP. He makes more errors than games played. I mean, it's just his glove kills that team. But we don't care about that, so then we just go to the offensive numbers, and currently his offensive numbers are pretty good. Obviously, run scored are going to be because he, he, he's top of the lineup. Right. He was so bad early in the season, and his swing got him in trouble, and it actually got him hurt. And it turned out to be the best thing that happened to Tatis was getting hurt mm. because now that long one-handed swing that causes just a slow, easy out bat, he, he shortened back up with keeping two hands on. So now he's shorter, he's quicker, he's inside the ball. And it's, 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 he's in 294 now, which yeah. I never would have expected. So I, I, the excitement's there. And that's the other thing about the MVP and all these votes. Their popularity plays as well. And if he's the popular play, then, yeah, like we have to keep our eye on him. Uh, Acuna's having a good year, too. He's not too far off some of those numbers. But then it, will, will, will Nick Cassianos honestly get the, the respect that he deserves? I mean, he's leading the league in hitting, I think, mm -hmm. at uh, 347. He's not too far off. He's leading the league in hits overall. He's not too far off on many other categories outside of the home run. So, like, Cassianos to me, should be the favorite for, for MVP right now. But I know it's a popularity vote, so I think it's going to be Tatis. Jacob DeGrom would be my overall consensus, but I need him to make every start the rest of the year. Right. That's the one thing about Jacob. Just another game that caught my eye, and I think, you know, just on principle, it's hard to lay a number this big with a team with such a low 500 record. But I'm talking about the Colorado Rockies today. They're at home against Pittsburgh. Colorado, insane split home road. They're terrible on the road, 6-31. and 31. They're actually pretty good at course, 26 and 16. They're playing Pittsburgh, who's 13 and 27 on the road. One of the worst road records with the Orioles, with Arizona D-backs, uh, with a lot of these teams that really struggle away from their home park. But also, uh, your take on Herman Marquez, Josh, because this guy's been pitching pretty well. Six and six, 3.99 ERA, strung together, a few good starts here. I know it's a big number, but Colorado opened like minus 160, up to minus 170. Do you lean Rockies at all today? He has been good, Marquez. I mean, outside of the Cincinnati game where they just destroyed him, but again, at Cincinnati, they rake everybody. Um, he's been awesome. Uh, Milwaukee, Seattle, Oakland, Texas dominated them. The Mets, Arizona dominated them well. So, like, again, I, I have no problem backing Marquez. I've always been a big fan of him. But on the flip side, you're asking me to lay 170 on the Rockies. I, I guess if there was a team you'd lay 170 against, it would be Pittsburgh. He is five and one. Is you know he's got a three point five six at, at Coors, Pritch, mm -hmm. which is fantastic because it's a tough place to play. It's just the only reservation I have, Josh, is the fact that it's one seventy on the Rockies. That's yeah. it. Do I think the Rockies should win this game? One hundred percent, I think they should win this game. That's just my only reservation. How about uh, San Francisco on the road? Uh, plus one thirty eight 
uh, against the Dodgers. Uh, tough game uh, last night, uh, but certainly looking uh, to maybe back the Giants uh, today. Uh, have they started their losing streak yet? Huh? <laughs> Where are we at over there in the corner? Have we started that losing streak for the Giants? <laughs> Uh, neither one of these dudes lose. Okay. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. This might be a draw. Can we mm-hmm. bet draw on this game? Gosman's mm-hmm. been obviously yep. fantastic. If it wasn't for, again, a popularity vote and Jacob DeGrom, we'd be talking about Kevin Gosman for mm-hmm. Cy Young right now. He's 8-1 and one with a 1-4-9. It's unbelievable what he's doing. But Walker Buehler has one loss in, I think, his last 30 years. So he doesn't lose either. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know. I, I think we're kind of like – I don't know. We just got a good game that maybe we should appreciate watching. <laughs> maybe yeah. not bet this thing. Uh, Dodgers are streaking. Again, the Giants have lost two in a row. So what does that say for him? They don't have too many losing streaks to really um, give them any negative, like, any thoughts of, of oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's kind of a good thing. But uh, what's the total? Five? Like, it's got to be low, right? I think it's seven and a half. Wow. Josh, you pretty uh, impressed with that. Do you have seven? Seven and a half. half? Juiced up under minus 115. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because that that seemed a little high. I I don't have a take. Again, both these two guys have been so dang good. It's pretty neutral for me. Well, that's good advice. I mean, you don't have to bet them. No. You can just enjoy uh, the the great baseball. I I, I don't think the line's high enough on the Orioles. That should be minus 1,000, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Who they play, by the way? They got the bullpen day versus the Astros. Yeah, they have no pitching left. I'm not even touching that one. What's the price of that? Like (laughs) 300? 300, yeah. Run line might be good. Thanks for your time, Absolutely. Josh Absolutely. Thank there you, guys. Goes. Uh, Thanks, Josh. Yes, sir. That'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two upon us with uh, NBA Player Props. It's coming up next. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.